0: Second Chronicles chapter 20 and we are going to read from verse 1 onwards After this the armies of the Moabites Ammonites and some of the menites declared war on Jehoshaphat I'm reading from the New Living Translation Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea They're already at Hazazan Tamar This was another name for Engeri Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea They're already at Hazazan Tamar, this was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Now, before the enemy could even leave his home, before the enemy could even leave his territory, he had to get permission from God Almighty. Because he was not going against someone who is not in the family of God. He was going against the family of God. And so if he has to go there, before he can go here, he has to go there. So he has to get permission from God before coming against Jehoshaphat. Before Jehoshaphat got the news that the enemy was coming, God got the news. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Before anything can happen to God's people, God gets the news. You know, it should bring such joy and confidence to God's people that before anything can happen to us, he knows it all. When he hears it, He has to say yes or no to the enemy. Even to attack God's people, God has to give permission to the enemy. If God gives permission to the enemy, always remember, he's giving permission to the enemy so that he can show his power. Our God is almighty. So if he allows the enemy to touch his people, that means he has a purpose behind it. And his purpose is always big. God's purpose is always big. So the enemy obviously went to God first he can't go straight he has to go there and then he has to come here so he first went to God and God said all right you can go ahead we see this in the life of Job explicitly stated in the Bible this is how it works all the time and this is why Romans eight twenty eight is a very powerful scripture that God has put in his word that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purposes, all things. Even if that means that the enemy strikes suddenly, even if it means that the enemy is coming without a warning, even if it means that the enemy comes against furiously, God has set a limit for the waves of the oceans, the Bible says. God has set a limit for even our enemies how far you can come this far and no further he told satan you can touch job's body you can touch job's family but you cannot touch job's soul you cannot touch job's soul so up to that point god said you can go no further god is speaking to our hearts at this hour whatever it may be whatever you may be going through goes up there first. First he has to go to our father in heaven to get permission before he can come against God's children, God's family. So in Jehoshaphat's case, the enemy had to get God's permission. Once God said, once God looks at the enemy and he says, you can go. Let's see who wins. Go ahead. That means the battle belongs to God. Once God says, you go ahead, God goes before his people. He's never going to push his children to the front lines. And he's never going to just watch and say, let me see what your capacity is. And let me see how you get hurt. And let me see how much you cry. And then I will come to your rescue now. He is there before us. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. God is there in the battlefield even before you can go there. God is there in the battlefield even before I can get there. God is there in the battlefield even before we can even get the news of the battle. This is how good our God is. He goes before us. He makes all the crooked paths straight. And he says, I am here to do good for you. God is here to do good for his people. God is here to do good for his own. God is here to bless his people, even in the midst of a raging battle. God says, I want to gladden your heart. How will he gladden the hearts of his people? By giving them the strength that they need. By giving them the victory that they need. So let's read from verse 1 with this in mind that our God anytime he allows something to happen it is for our good and for his glory everything happens for our good and for his glory so the armies are the enemies you can have all these Moabites Ammonites and you know all these people they are coming together whether it's the Egyptian army or whether it's um, the Amalekite army, whatever it may be, they're all the enemies of the living God. So when we look at them, they're just coming to attack. They're coming to cause trouble. They're coming to cause pain. They're coming to take what belongs to you. God says, thus far, or to this extent, not any further. He's drawn that line. He's marked the line for the enemy. It's like a leash that is on his hands. He said, you can go this much and not more than that. Because God uses the very thing that comes against us for our good and for his glory. So all these enemies put together, suddenly they declared war on Jehoshaphat. Did Jehoshaphat do anything wrong here? No. Did Jehoshaphat say, let me go and fight? No. Jehoshaphat Jehoshaphat was not going to war against these people jehoshaphat was not really picking up a fight no jehoshaphat was minding his own business but suddenly these people said we are going to declare war against jehoshaphat so when the enemy came the bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood suddenly unprovoked the enemy comes in like a flood When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God comes and he lifts up a standard against the enemy. All of a sudden he says, I'm here. Once God comes in the scene, the enemies, they tremble before the Lord God Almighty. So when he goes before us, whoever comes against, they're like a drop in a bucket. Think about the greatness of the Lord God Almighty. The greatness of the Lord God Almighty. He's all powerful. Our God is all powerful. There's no one so powerful like the Lord God Almighty. And He says, I go before you. Don't be afraid. I go before you. I strengthen you. I uphold you. I pour my power into you. Don't be afraid. Don't fear anything. Don't fear anyone because He is Almighty. So before the enemy can go here and attack, he has to go there. Once he goes there, guess who goes before us? God goes. He comes from there straight between you or between me and between the enemy. Between us and the enemy is God. As soon as he goes to God and he says, I'm going to go declare war. He says, okay, you can. And God comes straight from there. And he stands right before us who leads our battles, our God. He goes before us. He goes before us. This God who is almighty and all the nations of the earth, they are like a drop in a bucket. All the nations of the earth, they are all like a little drop in a bucket. This is how powerful our God is. And he goes before us. It's not like any warrior from any kind of uh, uh, um, uh, an army is going before us. Not saying, oh, he's a strong, mighty warrior. He's going. This is the God Almighty. The mightiest of everything. The strongest in everything. When he stands before all the strong warriors, they're all like a drop in a bucket. He's all powerful and he's going before us. So God says, don't be afraid. And here, Jehoshaphat, what happens? When he heard this news, this scary news, it is scary because anytime the enemy comes and says, hey, I'm going to do this to you. There's a spirit of darkness that comes with the enemy. When something bad happens, when something terrible happens from the enemy, fear can come with it because that's who the enemy is. When he speaks, it's not going to be like how God speaks. When God speaks, with his voice comes peace. With his voice comes joy. But when Satan speaks, with his voice comes terror. You see how Jehoshaphat was. When the messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army of Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. This is the truth. This is the fact. The fact is we have a major problem. We can't pretend like there's no problem. If a vast army is marching and it's coming from the other side, and it's coming to attack us, At that time, we can't pretend like it doesn't exist. We can say, well, I don't believe that there is no problem because I believe in only good news. So bad news, I don't believe. Well, if you say that you don't believe in bad news that is coming, bad news will still come. We see what is happening. It is coming. But you know what? I don't take it upon myself. Bad news can come when the bad news comes, when the carrier of bad news brings the bad news to us. You know what we do? We say, well, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to bring my God there. Who will face those bad news? God Almighty. You bring God before you and your enemy. You bring God between you and your enemy. You bring God and you place them before you. You say, Lord, you deal with my enemy. My enemy is too strong for me. We need to have that humility to say, Lord, my enemy is too strong for me. I can't pretend like, I'll take you down. No. We have to bring God into the picture and say, Lord, this enemy is too strong for me. So I seek you. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He was a mighty king. But when he heard that the enemy is coming, trouble is coming, his heart was filled with fear. He said, oh boy, this is not good. But you know what? I have God on my side. I can go to him and I can tell him, oh Lord, trouble is coming. Rescue me. Trouble is coming. Deliver me. And our God hears. He's not deaf. He hears and he answers. He delivers. He's the almighty God. When trouble comes our way, when problems come our way, it is so important for us not to look at the problem and let the problem overtake us. It's important to get the problem to God. Give the problem to God. As it comes, we say, I send it to God because God will handle it. He knows how to handle it. He's all-powerful. He knows how to handle all our problems. So when the messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army of Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea, let's see what Jehoshaphat did. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. We need that. When we face something that is beyond our capacity, instead of taking matters into our own hands, we need to go to God for counsel. We need to ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do now? How do you want me to face this battle? What strategy are you going to give into my hands? We need to go and ask God that. That's what I do every step of the way. I ask God, tell the Lord, unless you tell me, I'm not doing anything. And God knows that we need to keep moving. So he's not going to say, well, keep sitting and figure it out yourself. No, he's such a good God. He's so kind and he wants us to succeed. He does not want his people to be defeated by the enemies. We are his people. I mean, will you ever want your child to be defeated? by your enemy? No. We will do everything in our power to defend our children, to protect our children, to see them succeed. That's why parents, they lay down their lives so that their kids can live. How much more God? He's the best parent. Will he let you down? No. He says in his word, my people shall never be put to shame. My people shall never be put to shame. God's people shall never be put to shame. Never. Never. In all of human history. There's not a single place where those who trusted in God were put to shame. Never. Will it ever happen? No. It's never going to happen. So here, Jehoshaphat knew, I can run to God. This is scary. But I can run to God. I can run to God. I can cling to him. And he will face the enemy on my behalf. And so here, he's doing something. Verse 3. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. This is very important. Fasting and prayer is very important. It just shows God, first of all, that we are one when we come together. We tell God that, Lord, this is important to me. Serious business. And I really need your help. Because it's so important. We're all going to come together as one body, as one voice. We saw this today morning, during the morning call, how oneness is so important. When we go to God and when we show him our requests and we say, Lord, we're coming as one. This is what we want. And we're unified in asking God what we want. It is very pleasing to God. God really likes that. And at that point, God says, I'm going to take action. I'm going to do something. And so here we see Jehoshaphat as the leader, as the king of that nation God's people he calls his people and he says let's all seek the Lord together in fasting and prayer and they all did that he's going to God and he's saying Lord I need your direction anytime we need a direction from God anytime we are serious about something we should seek the Lord in fasting and prayer so as he began fasting we see here The people of Judah, they all joined together, verse 4, to seek the Lord's help. They all came to the Lord and they said, God, we need your help in this matter. We need your divine intervention. We want you to intervene in this matter. We want you to help us. Lord, we want you to give us the victory. Help us, O God. They all showed God that they were serious, just like how we're doing now. We were all seeking the Lord with one heart, with one mind, and every day we are coming together not to waste time. We're coming together with a very specific purpose, knowing that our God hears, knowing that our God listens, knowing that our God answers, that every time we go before him, he hears, he listens, and he answers. Not a single prayer that we've prayed so far is in vain. It's not in vain. It reaches the heavens. He keenly listens, our God pays close attention to every word that we pray. And he says, done, 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 done. You know why? Because you sought me with all your heart. When we seek him with all our hearts, when we go to God and we seek him with all our hearts, he says, I will answer you. So here, verse four, the people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed. Let's just read Jehoshaphat's prayer, verse 6. It's so important that God has recorded Jehoshaphat's prayer in the Bible. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people, Israel, arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend, Abraham? These are very, very important things that Jehoshaphat is bringing before God. Jehoshaphat knew that Abraham was a friend of God and God God had promised something to Abraham and God fulfilled it and he gave this land to the descendants of his friend, Abraham. See, when you walk with God, God will do anything for you. When you delight in him, he will delight in you and if he is delighted, he will cause you to succeed against every enemy that you will face in your life. Every single time he will be there with you. He will fight for you. God will fight all your battles. Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. You see that? He's He's magnifying God as to who God was and what God did before. And also, you see here, that he's praying prayers of faith. He's saying that, Lord, you will hear us. You will answer us. You will save us. Prayers of faith. And that's what we're all praying here. Prayers of faith, knowing that, Lord, every promise that you've said, every word that you've given, every prophecy that you've given, it shall come to pass. We know that it shall come to pass. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sayer are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those lands when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they rewarded us. For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. He's saying, Lord, we did good to these people and look what they're doing now. Look what they're doing now. They are coming after us. Actively, they're coming after us. We did good. All we did was good for these people. And what are they doing? They're returning evil. Lord, see what they're doing. It's a very good prayer. It's a very good prayer. We do good. And when our good is repaid by evil, we do good. And when our good has been spoken uh, evil of, we do good. And they say, for your good, I'm going to punish you. You did good. I'm going to repay that good with evil. Jehoshaphat takes it before God and he says, Lord, you see what happened. Lord, you see what we did and you see what they're doing. Lord, you see this. God saw all of that, but it's good for us to communicate. We need to let God what is happening. We need to let him know what is happening. Even though he knows it all, we can't just say, well, Father, yeah, I know you that you know everything. And so I really don't have to explain anything to you. And I don't have to pray, but you see everything. Just give me the victory in Jesus name. Amen. God is not interested in that prayer. It's really not coming from the heart. We need to have that connection with God. How many of you like when your children will come and just talk to you for a second and then go? You're not going to be happy. You want them to come and talk to you about what happened in school. You want them to come and talk to you about what happened, you know, with their friends. Or so you want them to come and talk. You want them to communicate. You want them to talk. Not just come and say, hey, I, want, I want $20, I want $50, I want $100. Or, or my school project needs this. And every time they need something, just they come and say one word. But no explanation, nothing. That means there's no relationship there. There's no child-parent relationship there. It's a grief. I mean, if if a parent is not concerned about that your child is not communicating and something's wrong with you, I would say. That means you're not communicating with your child. That yearning has to be there. If your child is not talking, that yearning has to be there. A deep yearning has to be there. Because a normal relationship, child parent relationship will have a healthy way of communicating that affection will be there towards the parents. The communication will be there. They will, they will wait. They will, they will say that I, I have to come and tell my mom or I have to talk to my dad or I need to communicate. They can't wait to come and tell them all that happened. That's a good relationship. When we face problems, we can't have like a one minute prayer. Or when we pray our prayers every day, you can't have like a 30-second prayer and say, Father, I know you know everything and your word says you know all things even before I ask you. So you know everything, Lord. So give me everything I need in Jesus' name. No, it doesn't work like that. If you're really in love with God, you will talk. You will talk to him. You will spend time with him. You will sit down and you will talk to him. You will tell him. You will talk to him. And you will listen from him. Read his word. Jahashvat does that. He goes to God and he says, Lord, you know how Abraham was. You know what you did for Abraham. You gave us this place, Lord. And you know what we did to these people. And see, Lord, what they're doing to us now. All we did was good and they've done evil to us, Lord, you see all these things. Oh God, hear from heaven. We know that you listen. We know you can do big things. Lord, you have never failed us. Lord, now answer us because we know that you answer all our prayers. It's a, it's a prayer that actually shows Hezekiah's relationship with God. Like how he actually just talked to God. He opened his heart and he Showed God what was actually happening. He opened his heart and showed God his grief that was inside. Not a complaining and angry prayer saying that, God, you know what we did and look what they're doing and where were you and you didn't do this. No, 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 no. He knew every time I go and talk to God, he Answers and he will answer. It just shows his, his a Jehoshaphat's relationship with God. This prayer actually shows Jehoshaphat's relationship with God. This prayer shows what every day he was talking to God. So when this happened, he went and he talked to God. See, if you talk to God every single day, in times of trouble, you will go and talk to him again. You will tell him what happened. You're never going to be hesitant. You're never going to wonder, how am I going to tell God and, you know, what's going to happen and, you know, is is it going to turn out right or how am I going to feel and all those things. It's important to talk to him every day. Talk to him every day because God is interested in you. God wants to hear from you. God is interested in what is happening in your life. Good things and bad things, God is interested in it. Because God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to elevate you. God wants to make you a blessing. In order for that to happen, you need to be someone who will have that good parent-child relationship with God Almighty. You need to be someone who will talk to Him every day without having any reservation. You need to be someone who will just run to Him and say, this is what happened today, Lord. This is what happened today, Lord. And I need help in this area. Thank you for helping me yesterday. Thank you for helping me today. We need to be people who communicate with Him every single day. It's not like a, oh, this is a ceremony. I got to go to God and say, oh God, I have to. I don't know what scripture I need to use, and I don't know how to talk, and and so I don't pray. No, talk to Him, just like how you would talk to your child. Free flowing communication from your heart. Talk to him just like how you would talk to someone who you love. You know, sometimes when you don't have a proper parent-child relationship in your background with all the things that have happened, you may think talk to God like how I talk to my dad. Well, I don't even talk properly to my dad because my dad doesn't talk to me and so I don't know how I can talk to God. You know, there are people who think that way. God is not like your earthly father. God is not like your earthly mother. If you had problems. God is not like your earthly husband. God is not like your earthly child. So don't compare God to any earthly relationship because God is perfect in all his ways. God is love. It's not God has love. God is love. Love itself, you see, is a is an expression of who God is. God reveals himself in the form of love. Love is not God. God is love. God expresses himself. He has love overflowing. He is love himself. God himself is love. And so when you go to God, you can go to him with this confidence in your heart that, I can talk to him about anything. I can go to him anytime. I can ask him for anything. And he will hear me and he will answer me. If he sees that you're just asking for some things that are not good for you, he will say, I'm not going to give it to you because it's not going to help you get better. What you're asking God, uh, what you're asking from God... If he sees that, if he gives it to you at a better time because you're not ready to handle it, then God will say, not now. But our God is the God who communicates. It's important for you to seek him in all things. Not just go when you face your enemy in good times and in bad times. We need to have that healthy relationship so that whatever may come our way, we can confidently go to our God because we've had a good relationship with God. See, if you don't talk to the person you need help and there's no communication and suddenly you need to go ask for something, you'll be wondering what will they think if I just go suddenly and ask and, and then you try to see how to, you know, go and ask and all those things. But if this is someone you really love and you know that they really love you, you're not hesitant at all. The first thing is when you face the problem, the first thing is you want to say this to this person right away. You know why? Because your relationship is really good with that person. So when something happens, you want to immediately tell. You're not going to sit and think, but like, can I tell, can I not tell? If I tell, what will happen? How will they think? How will they look at me? And what they'll think? You don't have to think about all those things because your relationship is really good. If your relationship is really good and then the trust is there, no matter what happens, be able to tell right away. Know that if I tell right away, I'll get the help I need. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. See, when we ask for help, we should be ready to receive the help. So help will come in a manner that is good for you, not in a manner that you want. There are times you will ask, I want this, I want this, I want this. Oh God, I want this. And God will say, oh no, that's not good for you. You don't know what you're asking. There's sometimes, they say, I want it now, I want it now, I want it now, I've got to say, oh, you can't handle it right now. So you have to wait. He denies any delays because he loves us. And there are times he will say, this is good for you. I'll give it to you. You know what you're asking. It's according to my will. I'll give it to you. This is who our God is. God of love. God who is interested in our personal lives. Our God who is interested in our family life. Our God who is interested in our health. Our God who is interested in our finances. Our God who is interested in the total person. Who you are. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. God is interested in all of these things. So, Jehoshaphat we see here. He goes to God because of the relationship he had with God. And he was able to talk to God. He was able to call his entire nation for fasting and prayer. You know why? He knew that it's not going to be in vain. When I go to God, when I ask him for something, when we fast and pray, when we show God that this is important, you know what God will do? He will listen and he will answer. He had such faith. Jehoshaphat's faith is remarkable because of his walk with God. He knew his God so well, when danger came, immediately he ran to God and he called his people and he said, let us all run to God. He was the leader who led his people in the right path. Where well, they all went to God, knowing that God will answer. God will answer. Our God is a God who answers. He's a prayer answering God. Our God is a God who answers. So, this is what he's praying. He's telling everything that happened. And he says, now see how they rewarded us, for they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. He's seeing what the enemy is about to do. It's very important. We can't just say, well, if God be for us, who can be against us? God is watching. Nothing is going to happen. And so we're not going to even seek God. We don't have to fast and pray. God already knows. He already gave it to us. If it's given to us, nobody can take it away from us. There are people like that who say that you don't have to fast and pray. Why do you fast and pray? You don't have to pray hard for this. You don't have to because, oh, God already knows that he gave it to you. Well, didn't God say about this in the prophecy that this is going to happen? That's going to happen 10 years from now. That means nothing is going to happen now. No devil can touch you. So you don't have to pray. Oh, no, no, no. When it's a battle, you need to seek the Lord. Even if it's a land that is given by God to you. When the enemy comes to take it, you can say that, well, he gave it to me. That means he has no right to take it. He's not, nothing's going to happen. He can just come and go. I don't have to fast. Why should we fast? No, you should fast. You should seek the Lord. Even for the very thing that God has given and the enemy comes to fight for it. You need to seek the Lord in fasting and prayer. And you have to go to battle and you have to fight. You can't say at that point, well, I don't have to fight. I'll just sit here and God will take care of the rest. Because he promised this land through his friend Abraham. You know, how many people take scriptures and twist it? Simply because they're lazy, they don't want to pray. Simply they want to eat, they don't want to fast. They don't want to come out of their comfort zone. They don't want to seek God with all their hearts, mind, soul, and strength. They simply take a scripture here and a scripture there. And they say that, well, all these things will automatically happen. It will not. When we face trouble, we need to run to Jesus. And we just say, Lord, help me. You know what he'll do? He'll help you. He says, call unto me in the day of trouble. And I will answer you and you shall glorify me. Verse 12. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jeheziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph he said listen all you people of Judah and Jerusalem so while They all stood. Who came? Oh, we can't come with babies. We have babies. Oh, we can't come because we have little children. Oh, we can't come. You know how many thousand different types of excuses people bring? Why you can't fast or why you can't come to the house of God as a family? Because I have a problem here. I have a problem there. I can't do this and I can't do that. If we have health and if we can stand up, we should stand up. If we have strength and we can walk, we should walk. Use all that God has given to direct it towards God so that you can gain the victory that God has for you. Never be lazy when it comes to fighting. Spiritual warfare is real. Battles are real. Victories are real. When you face a problem, you go to God and say, God, you fight this battle for me. He will fight it for you. But you need to go to God. Jehoshaphat took his people with him. All of them stood. God saw that. They all stood as one. They didn't say, well, Jehoshaphat is calling for fasting and prayer. I don't feel up to it. God didn't lead me. God is leading Jehoshaphat. He's not leading me. There's no independent spirit there. God led the nation through Jehoshaphat. They all followed. They said, we all will fast and pray. We'll all seek the face of the living God. And as they all stood as one before God Almighty, God saw that the Spirit of God came upon a Levite there. The Spirit of God came upon the person that was available. that captains are open to the Spirit of God to speak through. So he said, so the Spirit of God came upon this man here, Jesse, son of Zechariah. God is speaking now through this man it 's no more this man speaking it 's the spirit of God speaking through him. Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army he didn 't say hey, don 't be afraid of, of this puny army. No it is a mighty army that 's why I say many, many times. Never underestimate the strength of the enemy when you have a problem don 't say i don 't have a problem. A problem is a problem. Even God addresses it here. A mighty army is a mighty army. But before God, it is small. So when we see a problem, we have to look at it for what it is. Only then testimonies will be real big testimonies. Don't downplay the enemy. Don't downplay your problem. Don't try to make it look insignificant. When it is a threat, it is a threat. We need a power that is greater than the powers of darkness in order to deliver you from the hands of the enemy. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but God's who is involved here. God is involved here. Why? Because you brought him into the picture. You brought him into the picture. He's involved here. Because you called on him, he is here. Because you cried out to him, he is here. He says, he's going to lead this battle. Don't worry about this mighty army because the one who is mightier than the mighty army is here. He's before you. Tomorrow, march out against them. He didn't say, well, he's going to fight the battle so you all sleep. He didn't say that. He said, you need to do what you have to do. God will give you the victory. As you go against the mighty army, in your own strength, you will lose. But the difference here is you are going. You're still going, but he is going to be fighting for you. He's going to go on your behalf. He's going to go before you. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight Does it mean that you sleep at home? No. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid nor discouraged. You see how many times God is saying this? Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. You do what I'm telling you to do. Simply do what I'm telling you to do. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Simply do the simple things that God is telling you to do. He will take care of the rest. What we cannot do in the natural realm, the spirit of God will accomplish that from the supernatural realm. That's how it works. But in order for that to happen, we as God's people need to be with one heart and with one mind, with the same focus. We as God's people need to go to God to fight our battles on our knees. Take your problems to Jesus Christ on your knees. Take your problems to Jesus Christ. Bring him into the picture and see what great things God will do for you. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. No matter what you face in your life, no matter what you're facing in your family situation, no matter what you're facing at your workplace, no matter what you're facing in your own body, no matter what it is, you take it to the Lord in prayer. You bring him right into your situation. Involve God in every area of your life. He will speak words of power upon you. He will speak words of comfort to you. He said, I'm going to fight. Those are words of power. He says, don't be afraid. Those are words of comfort. He says, don't be discouraged. Words of comfort. He strengthens us and he says, I am going to fight this battle. Take your position. Do what you should do. When God says, you go take your position, I'm going to do the rest. Then that's what we should do. We should go and stand where God tells us to stand. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever we are facing, whatever we are facing today, this Egyptian that we see today, we will see no more. We need to go and do what God told us to do. If God tells us go through the Red Sea. Walk. We need to walk. We can at the time think that Lord, I'm standing here. Can you give me wings so that I can just fly over the Red Sea? I mean, the Spirit of God took Philip from one place to another. He could have taken the entire children of Israel like to the other side, but he didn't do that. He gave them the experience of walking on foot. And dry ground, right in the midst of the great red sea. God leads everyone in unique ways. We have to just follow the leader, our heavenly Father. The way He leads us is marvelous. Different ways God leads us. As He leads us, we just follow Him. Whichever way He takes us through, we just follow Him. However He takes us through, we just follow him. We just simply do the simple things that he tells us to do. Simple things. God will never ask you to do something that you cannot do. Simple things that he will tell you to do. You know why? When you do those simple things, you express your faith. You tell God that I believe what you're telling me. Therefore, I'm doing these little things. Whatever little things he's telling you to do, simply do those little things because it's an expression of your faith in God. And wherever God sees faith, you will see God's power. When God sees faith, you will see his power. And whatever he is telling you to do, simply do it. And he will show his power in your situation. You will not even need to fight, take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O oh people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow. Tomorrow. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. He will fight for you. But we need to go out against them. You go out against them. He will fight for you. Peace with you. We have this great strength during this season as we seek him as a church. But we go out as the Lord has commanded us to. We don't go out just to see how is the weather today. We're not just going out to say, well, I want you to see how my sword works. No. We're not just going out just to see how the enemy looks. No. Go out against them. Go out against them. If you don't go out against them, they will finish you off before you know. If you don't go out against enemy, then the enemy will come. He's already coming as a mighty army. What will he do? He'll just swallow you up. It's important to go out against the enemy. You know why? He's too strong for us. But he told us to go out, so we're going. When we go because he told us to go out, God himself is going before us. We just follow him. He goes before us. We just go after him. Because he is going out against our enemies. God himself is going against our enemies. And he says, I'm going against your enemies. Follow me, you God, against them. I'm going before you, I'm fighting, you come after me, I'm fighting, I'm going out against your enemies, because they have come up against you, you go against them, because I'm going against them, and as we go after God, God will do what God has promised you to do, then verse 18, king Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same. What did they do? They worship the Lord. We bow and we worship God. You know what? Because the enemy is too strong. And God says, go. I'm with you. I'm going before you. I'm going against them. You go against them too. For the enemy that you see today, you will see no more. You will not see anymore. This is God's word for us. God is going to do mighty things. God is going to do big things. The very same God who was with Jehoshaphat is with us. The very same God who heard the prayers of Jehoshaphat is with us. The very same God who led Jehoshaphat and his people to fast and pray has led us to fast and pray. I didn't read this chapter before. I didn't read this chapter last week. I didn't just read this chapter yesterday. I didn't read this chapter even before today's, tonight's fasting. The Spirit of the Lord said, Speak to my people about Jehoshaphat's battle. I heard that very clearly from the Lord. Whatever you may be facing in your life. This applies to you too. Because God is giving his word at this hour. Whether it's a sickness. Whether it's financial crisis. Whether it's a marital problem. Whether it's health crisis. Whether it's family problem. Whatever it may be. The God of Jehoshaphat is your God. Make sure that you have proper communication with him. Make sure you have a good relationship with him. Make sure you talk to him every day. Make sure you tell him what's going on in your life every day. Make sure Make sure that you have that connection, that strong prayer life every day. Make sure you give that time to God so that he can hear your voice because he's interested in you. Make sure you give him the time every day, knowing that he wants to communicate with you because he wants to bless you, because he loves you. You need to trust him with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Go to God with all your problems. Go to him with all your sicknesses go to him with whatever you have and tell god lord this enemy this sickness i have is too strong for me to fight against lord this problem that i have in my family is too hard for me to fight lord lord this enemy that i face in my marriage or or my family or my finances whatever it is whatever your problem is that's your enemy whatever problem that you face that's your enemy you tell god Lord, this is too strong for me i can't handle it by myself i want you to help me tell god what your problem is You should be in a place like how you, how Jehoshaphat told God saying that, Lord, all we did was good and look what has happened. Make sure all you do is good before God. Make sure that you're walking in line with the word of God. Make sure that you are following God. Make sure that you are talking to him every day. Make sure you just go to him and say, Lord, this is what happened today in my life. Just learn to just go to the presence of God. Talk to Jesus in simple words. In simple words, just go and tell him, this is what happened today. Try talking to God every day and see how he will listen and how he will help you. Our God is big. We have a big God. Our God is the maker of heaven and earth. He's a big God. When we go to God and say, Lord, this is what is happening in my life. This is what is happening right now, Lord. I mean, you don't have to go to God every time and just say only your problems. Tell him the good things that happens in your life. Go and tell him all the nice things that has happened. Go and thank him for all the good things that God has done. And when you have problems, take that also to God and say, Lord, this is what is happening right now. Lord, you helped me before. You can help me again. You will help me again. That's why I've come to you. When you take your problems to Jesus, no matter what it is, whether it's a sickness, whether it's a financial problem, whether it's family problem, whether it's a problem with kids, whether it's a problem with parents, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, the Spirit of God is speaking to their hearts desire. Whatever it may be, take it to God. Take it to God and tell God, Lord, this is the major enemy that I'm facing. Even if it's addiction, tell God this is the major enemy that I'm facing, or if it's an addiction. You know, that your loved ones are facing. Lord, this is the major enemy that I'm facing. This is too strong for me, Lord. I'm bringing this enemy before you. I'm seeking you, Lord. God will say, I'm going before you. I'm going before you. You need to fight. You need to fight for your loved ones. You need to fight for yourself. You need to fight for that which is against you. But know that he's going before you. You need to go against that addiction. You need to go against that sin. You need to go against that problem. You need to go against the enemy that is coming against you. To pull your family down. To pull you down. You need to fight against that sickness. You need to fight against that which is fighting against you. You need to be a fighter. You need to be someone who will go to God and ask God for his power. And go believing that God is going before you. When you do what you should do, God will do what you cannot do. Because he'll go before you. God will go before you. God will go before you. He'll make all the crooked paths straight. He will bring light into your dark situation. He will bring life into your dead situation. He will bring prosperity to your dry situation. This is the word of the Lord that God is giving to us this hour. Be diligent. Be serious when you have a problem. Don't say, well, I have a problem, but you know what? I'm just tired of this problem. Don't be a quitter. Don't give up. Don't give up too easily. Don't say, oh, I fought all this time. I fought, but I can't fight anymore. If you can't fight anymore, go to God. He'll give you the power to fight. If you can't push anymore, go to God. He will give you the strength to fight. Don't give up. Once you go to God, know that things will turn around for the better because God has the power over your circumstances, that which you cannot face with your own strength. When you face it together with God, God will do great and mighty things in your life. The God of Jehoshaphat is your God. The God of Jehoshaphat is my God. The God of Abraham is my God. The God of Abraham. Is your God. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord. Commit yourself to God today. If you ever felt discouraged. we feel discouraged. Bring yourself before God and say Lord. I heard you today. I heard you loud and clear today. During this Bible study. To not fear and not to be discouraged. And I give myself to you this night. I bring my problem before you. I give myself to you. And I ask you to intervene in my circumstance. No matter how difficult it may appear. Tell God, Lord, I give this difficult situation into your hands. And I'm asking you, Jesus, to help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Take some time in the presence of God. Lay your burdens at the feet of Jesus. Lay your pain at the feet of Jesus. Lay your problems at the feet of Jesus. Lay your anxieties at the feet of Jesus. Lay your financial trouble at the feet of Jesus. Lay your marital trouble at the feet of Jesus. Lay your impossible situation at the feet of Jesus. Lay all your failures at the feet of Jesus. God is speaking to you at this hour. Whatever a burden you're carrying, you shouldn't be carrying that because God never meant for you to carry those burdens. Transfer your burdens to God Almighty. Give it to God at this hour. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. It takes faith to transfer that burden to God. Unless and until you see that God is in front of you, that you can actually give it to God. It is so easy. You can just give it to God by faith. You can just say, Jesus, I'm giving it to you. Then you will feel lighter. Give it to God by faith. Give your problems to God by faith. Give your impossible situation to God by faith at this hour. Give it to God this hour. Give it to God. Whatever is burdensome, whatever is causing pain, whatever looks impossible. Whatever is putting that strain on you, whatever is constricting you, give it to God at this hour because you cannot carry it. It's not for you to carry. The enemy is too big. The enemy is too great. The enemy is too powerful. The enemy is too strong. These problems weigh you down. God says, give it to me. Give it to me at this hour. Give it to me at this hour. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
1: My Jesus, my burden bearer, my burden lifter, to you I come. Lord, take my burdens, all my burdens, my burden bearer, my burden lifter. My Jesus, I will worship you with all my heart. I will worship you with all my mind. I will worship you with all my strength. You are my God and I will worship you. You are my God, and I will worship you. You are my God, and I will worship you. You are my God, and I will worship you. Cast all your cares upon him,
0: for he cares for you. Cast all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Cast all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Jesus Christ came into this world. To heal the brokenhearted, To set the captives free. Jesus Christ came into this world. To heal you. Of all your illnesses. Jesus Christ came into this world. To set you free from all that which is binding you. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ came into this world all oh, to release you from your captivity. Jesus Christ came into this world to prosper you, to move you out of your poverty. Jesus Christ came into this world to give you life and to move you out of that state of death. Jesus Christ came into this world to cause you to become a blessing, to move you out of the place of curse into a place of his blessing. Hallelujah. Tell God, Lord, I will talk to you every day. Jesus, I will talk to you every day. Jesus, I will come and tell you how my day went. I will come to you, Lord. I will come to you and talk to you every day. Now that I know that you're interested in my life. And I know that you're so interested in my life. I'm not going to treat you as a God who is somewhere far away sitting. I will come to you because I know that every time I talk to you. You hear and you listen and you're right in front of me. Tell God, Lord, I give my burdens to you. I give all my problems to you. And I give myself to you. I will trust you. Every battle I face, I'll face it with you so that I won't lose a single battle. Tell God that. Tell God that at this hour. Tell the Lord. I'm not going to lose a single battle anymore because I'm not going to face my battles alone any longer. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I bring your people before your throne of grace. Thank you for giving us your word at this hour. Every time you speak, it is. For that moment, for that season, for that hour. And I thank you for this timely word that you have given to us. Thank you, Father. We are your people and you are our God. And we are here together to lift the name of Jesus. And to thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. We thank you. With grateful hearts, we praise you. We bow down before you and we glorify you. We thank you for the life of Jehoshaphat. We thank you for the victory that you gave to Jehoshaphat. We thank you for the victories that you have in store for us. We thank you for being our God. Before we could even see the enemy that you saw, the enemy, Father. Before the enemy could come near us, oh Lord, You are with us. And we thank you, Lord. We have this confidence that whatever is before us is under your feet. And because you've told us to go to the battle, because you've told us to go against the enemy, we're simply doing that. Fully knowing that the enemy is too strong for us. Fully knowing that you are stronger than the enemy that is too strong for us. Fully knowing that that you are for us and you are against our enemy. Fully knowing that you are going before us. Fully knowing that you are with us. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. I pray that you'll cover your people with your precious blood. Bless each and every single one who came Lord to this Tuesday night Bible study. Bless every single one of them, Father. Whatever their need may be. Wherever pain, Father, they may be experiencing in their bodies. Oh Lord, whatever kind of sickness they may be facing. Lord, whatever problem it may be that they are constantly bombarded with. Oh Father in heaven, I ask for your nail-pierced hand to be stretched out over your people. Jesus. Our everlasting Father, I ask you, Lord, that your nail-pierced hands touch every single one at this hour. Touch everyone in the name of Jesus. Touch, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every single one, O Father, from the youngest to the oldest. Lord, let the hand of the living God rest upon your people at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. O Heavenly Father, bless bless your people, bless your people, bless your people, bless your people, bless your people in the name of Jesus. Precious Lord, magnify Jesus Christ at this hour. Lord, you are so powerful. You're so kind. You're so compassionate. You're so merciful. You're so loving. You're so interested in each one of our lives. And we praise you that we are not alone. We thank you, Father, that you're with us all the time. We praise you. So I pronounce your blessing upon your people at this hour. That they may take this word that you've given to them, Father, this night. That this word may do a deep work in their lives, O Lord. Or that the life of the Lord Jesus Christ may penetrate into every area of their lives, O Father. That these spirits may be quickened through the power of the Holy Spirit. Or that their lives may become a shining testimony to what God alone can do. Bless your people, Father, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, relationally. I ask for the supernatural touch of God to rest upon your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whatever burdens they may be carrying, O oh, Father, I pray. May they experience the sovereign power of our sovereign God upon their lives. Turn each and every single one into powerful, powerful testimonies. Oh, to the praise of the living God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wilderness that we are passing through. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this valley that we are passing through. Oh, we praise you, Father. Thank you for this fire that we are passing through. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we can do it all by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ because you're going with us. Hallelujah. You're going with us. Hallelujah. You're going with us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Hallelujah you're going before us you're going with us you're surrounding us oh lord with your presence and with yourself and we praise you we praise you we praise you bless every family that is present here oh father i pray whatever they're seeking oh lord whatever they're seeking you for i pray according to your perfect will that be granted by my father in heaven thank you i praise you in jesus name i pray Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.